Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. Yay! Social ketchup. This is exciting because, Brittany, you are now in your own studio. Before, you were just chilling by a window in your bedroom, and now you're in a real studio. And when I say real studio, I mean your closet. Yeah, I'm in my closet. It's not like as designer as yours, but it'll do. I mean, it's I've big. got a Pinterest project from 10 years ago hanging on my, it's not designer in here at all. <laughs> well, pretty low I budget. Think, <laughs> I mean, you have a window and good light and I have, I, I still live them on the boxes in here. Like there's a U-Haul box right next to me, but I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll be gracious and accept it. And like, I'm, I'm here. I like it. And it sounds better. I mean, it, does. it sounds so much better. I like if the internet gets spotty, we'll have to make adjustments because for some reason, because they're expanding a road outside of my neighborhood, they keep hitting the internet line or whatever whatever line they're hitting. Mm-hmm. It throws our internet out all the time. And yeah, so I'm having to switch. And luckily, we thought ahead of that. Like, and we have two internets because Landon needs to have very high speed. Um, and for streaming, because he, he does live videos a lot. But I was like, oh my gosh. So I'm always trying to like switch my internets around. <laughs> We're always playing catch up. That's so, crazy. Yeah. But I'm really excited. I hope yeah. I hope it stays well and we're, I'll, I'll be here. I'll be here squatting on the ground. I love it. Me. It brings us back to our old days when, remember when we first started the podcast and we were, we were sitting on the floor and we had it on like a, the laptop was on top of a Amazon box. Like oh my God, the yeah. U-Haul box. For a long time like a, actually. Yeah. I mean, longer than it should have been in all honesty. We, <laughs> we really. should have brought chairs in a long time ago. But to be honest, like, I'm not shocked about that because, like, once I'm, like, if it works, then it works. And I'm, like, and, and then I do something until it doesn't work, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is, like, brings me back to my white eyeliner days, like, way too long. I mean, yeah. we all had questionable decisions back then. Yes, yes. All but lies. we are so happy to be sharing the latest headlines from the week. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot. I mean, honestly, the world is burning. Let's be honest. We've said this before, like we are not headline news. We are not CNN. We understand what's going on in the world. It is a dumpster fire. This is lighthearted. We are not going to just turn our heads on what's going on in our our everyday world. Right. (laughs) Yeah. We're just going to turn your attention to things that, you know, we found interesting that wasn't in the scope of what's burning in our planet right now. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean... Sometimes we just need to just turn your attention for about five minutes. Right. We'll we'll turn right back. We're going to take an hour. We're going to take a little detour from an hour and then we'll pop back into reality when we're finished. Reality. All right. So we've got a lot of topics to cover today. So first up. We do. We do. Yes. I think everyone can remember the first time they heard Nirvana. Oh, right? it smells like Teen Spirit, baby. I mean, it was an anthem for all of us. In Everyone school, can hear that school. guitar riff in their head. I mean, the infamous uh, like drums and like, I mean, Kurt Cobain, total. Yes. But that's, Kurt Cobain is not who we're talking about. Who are we talking about in regards to Nirvana? Well, when you go back and you think about that song, it was on the, um, one of the most popular, most celebrated albums that Nirvana ever did. And it was their 
their first album um, called Nevermind. And you, you, you close your eyes and you can picture it. There's, you know, it's a swimming pool and there's a little baby chasing a dollar bill, right? Like you, you, you close your eyes and you're there. You see it. You're like, yes, absolutely. Well, the little baby is now grown up. Um, his name is Spencer Eldon. He's 30 years old and he is suing Nirvana. All the, um, the members that are still alive, Kurt Cobain's estate, um, Courtney Love and a couple of others. And he's suing them for child pornography. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Suing each person. And it doesn't list like, um, it doesn't state how many are listed in the lawsuit, but like he's suing each person for $150,000, which I find interesting because I think it's like small enough on all of their scales that it's like, okay, we can pay this, make it go away kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that'd be a lot of money for him to to take on, but like not big enough for people to be like, oh, you know, it's, it's an eye roll, but it is kind of an eye roll because he's suing for child pornography. Now I'm going to tell you a couple facts about this. Okay. Eldon has recreated that iconic um, album cover multiple times throughout his life. Okay. He's been, he's been paid to recreate that. And apparently at that point, like didn't at have, an older age, it doesn't state like how old he was when he recreated these. And it doesn't state that every time he did it, they were, he was not clothed. Okay. So like, was and he, he provided some kind of consent. Yes, he was. Um, he did get fi- financial compensation for a handful of these. So it's like, okay, well, well, why, why now? Why now? I mean, you're allowed to change your mind. You're like, listen, I feel like I was taken advantage of. I, I have a problem with the fact that he's saying that this is pornography. There's nothing about that baby chasing a dollar bill that is sexual. Like, is there a sexual orientation happening around the baby? The baby is in a pool. I'm not exactly sure how you look at that and you're like, that's child pornography. Like right. there's, you know, like, and I wanted to read the the definition of pornography because I was like, well, what does the definition say? Um, and according to the Oxford Dictionary, okay. pornography is defined as printed or visual material containing the explicit description or display of sexual organs or activity intended to stimulate erratic or erotic rather than aesthetic or emotional feelings. Okay. So, but he's recreated this at several times. Is it because he didn't give authorization as an adult? No, I don't know. Cause his parents are who signed off and they're like, yeah, we'll do this. Um, you know, it was, I think they got paid like $250 to, to do it. I mean, it was like a minimal thing that when it was right. happening. Um, and I think it, if I remember this correctly, it was like a contest to kind of see like who, you know, we're just going to get some ideas of like, how are we going to, you know, shoot this or whatever um, because originally Kurt Cobain wanted the the picture of the album cover to be of an underwater birth. Oh. And the band was like, uh, no, 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 no. Let's, uh, let's maybe not with the underwater birth. So they settled. They were like, okay, this will work. Okay. I have a couple of problems with this too myself. I think okay. that being that if it was a contest, Allegedly, mm-hmm. um, then they did receive some kind of compensation. It was under the guardianship. He was under guardianship of his parents. So uh, that's basically you sign all rights off if you're a minor in some way, shape or form. So I really don't think that this holds any water <laughs> um, <laughs> because it just feels like it's a little bit forced. Um And I do agree with you that the amount does seem just perfect enough to just be like, uh, but I do know, um, after I looked into this a little bit, like Courtney Love fights everything. Um, she does not sit back and I would 
doubt. I doubt that she's like really agreeing to this. And um, I don't think she's just yeah. going to roll over. But Kirk yeah. Cobain, if she, I don't think she's soul handles Kirk Cobain's um, um, estate. But I, yeah, be, I don't think that's interesting in, to see. Yeah, I would too. I mean, I'm I'm going to follow this because I'm now I'm I'm intrigued and I'm interested. I mean, it's one of the top grossing albums of all time. So you think about how many, you know, millions of albums that this has sold. I'm sure this guy's like, well, where's my cut of this pie? And it's like exactly. I'm, yeah, you had no you, creative like you being the baby, it could have been any baby. It could have been a raccoon. It could have been a kangaroo. And I think it would have still been as iconic because it's what the music brought to us is not what the album cover brought to us. His little baby ding dong did not bring us into any kind of enlightenment or right. um, it's, it's not, I think it's just semantics of what it, it, it symbolizes between the music and the cover. I don't think that it made, it could have been anything is what I'm saying. So I agree. I agree. I, agree. I think that, and I don't really feel, I don't I'm not going to get into the pornography thing. I think that it's not porn. I, I don't think that anyone looks at it as pornography. I don't think it's searched. I would be, ha I would, you know what? That would be something. That's how I would fight this. I'm like, let's see how many people Google search like him in relation to like pornography or something. I'm sure like Google can pull up some kind of analytics. They can pull sure. up anything. So I'm just saying. Yeah. If I was no. fighting on that defense. Yeah. Like, Show me the receipts. <laughs> exactly. Show me the receipts. I just feel like it's a post it. Yeah. How are you framing this in a courtroom? Right. Like, it's, I mean, it's a pretty big stab. I think like that's a big stab in the dark. Be like, I don't really. I mean, obviously, there's an attorney out there that's like, this has legs. I'll take this on. Here's also what I think it takes something like this takes away actual child pornography crime. But that is a real crime. So that's also where I'm like, hmm. I don't want it to be labeled as such because it's such a bigger issue in so many other ways that it like yeah. this album cover, while it may bring, I don't know what it brings to him personally. Obviously I think he's benefited over his lifetime. You know, I don't know, maybe go to therapy. Maybe he's going to pay for therapy with it. I don't know. But I just don't feel like this, this takes away from the mission at, at a whole. I agree with you on that. I think there's definitely more parents out there who are exploiting their children in like legit ways than, you know, an innocent picture of a baby in a pool. Right. Like I, I don't, and again, I don't think that that's evoking an erotic feeling and that was not the intention of the photograph either. I mean, it's more about chasing capitalism than it is about pornography. Yeah. It's a little bit of a reach. Yeah. Keep reaching, buddy. Keep reaching. Keep reaching. Speaking of reaching. Mm, what do we got? You know, I'm always keeping up with those Kardashians. Oh, love it. I know. I know. And it, you, it's you just love them or you hate them and it's fine either you way. You love them. You hate them. I think you do. I'm both. I, mm -hmm. I roll my eyes and then I cheerlead it for them all the time. It, it's I'm never one or the other. I am always. Well, I'm one or the other, but it's just like I never have an even keel. Well, the Lord Disick kind of messed up over the weekend. Yeah, what do you Our do? beloved Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker flew off to Italy and are having just the time of their lives and the Instagram post to prove it. And Scott Disick had a little bit to say about it. So he decided, which we've all been there, slid into one of Kourtney Kardashian's ex's DMs saying that, hey, bro. You see this sending the most current picture of them. Um, I guess they're on a gondola, I think. And or yeah. maybe they're either on a yacht or a gondola. Doesn't matter. Very minimal clothing, making out like we always see them. And then under that, it says, she okay. Now, a little bit of backstory. Eunice has not had the best relationship with Scott Disick. So that's what it really puzzles me. Why 
Scott Disick like slid into Eunice's DMs because it's he's been vo- quite vocal that he did not think that Eunice was a great mit- match for Courtney. But you know, right? I don't think the Scott family did. agreed with him either, right? Like, right, right. The family he, was like, mm, it's not our favorite. Don't love him. I think they. I don't even like, know who this guy is. Well, I think he was like some kind of promoter. I'm not really sure. I didn't oh. do a deep dive on him. He. Okay. He's handsome in his own way, and I'm sure he had a, a great Instagram following or something, whatever it is. It didn't last long. And I think they ended in like 2018 and move on. But, he, but I think at the time, Scott Disick was very vocal about who this guy was and what he brought to the table, and it was very little in his okay. mind. Mm-hmm. So I think Eunice, knowing this, played his cards right and said, yo, bro, I'm not your bro. Well, and she looks whatever, happy to me. Yeah. Yeah, and she looks happy to me. And it's like basically like peace sign. But this is where I don't understand. Eunice had to post. I mean, and we all know like sometimes conversations happen on DMs. Sure. And you got mm-hmm. the receipts. But as public figures as they all are, would you have posted that? And do you think it's right for – and have you ever – I mean – Have you ever sent a DM and then kind of regretted it or sent a text and regretted it? Yes, yes, yes. Um, I think it's interesting to note too that like Scott provided a picture in the DM. So he would have had to have screenshotted that picture, saved it to his camera to have it for future reference. Or he could just send it person. No, 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 sorry, no. No, the, the way that it looks like in the pic, like it's definitely looks like it's been like, you know how you see like the black bars over a pic? It's not oh. like a sent one. It's like a screenshot. Um, I'm oh, like, that's okay. interesting. He's like, I mean, extra how, effort. How many screenshots he got of this couple being like, who else did he DM that to? Because I feel like that's like low hanging fruit to sing it, send it to you. Yeah, agreed. So he send it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like, who else would be on that thread? Like, who else could, because he's just trying to be petty. Like, at this point, he's picking right. a petty fight or like just trying to be petty about it. And I think Yuna's posting is just as petty as, you know, Scott Slavin's oh, DMs. 100%. Like, the only reason he responded the way he did is because he was planning on putting this out to the public. Exactly. And he wanted to look better because he knew that Scott made him look like a fool on right. one of the um, keeping up with the Kardashians. Um, well, there's your answer right there. That's why he posted it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all see it, Eunice. You're not like, come on, man. We got our petty goggles on. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I know, right? But it, but the reaction from Travis Barker was the one that really floored me because he posted um, a GIF of like one of my favorite movies, The Goodfellas, where Ray Liotta is like laughing, really like like ah, ha ha ha, like belly laughing, like a lot. I loved this. I'm like, that's a perfect clapback. But it's, it's kind of like, bro, I'm happy. You know, we're happy, and you got caught, and you right. Know, you learned your lesson. And it's like you guys keep fooling around in these DMs. I'm over here with the girl in Italy. Living it up, eat my ice cream, going to fashion show. Eat my gelato, eat mm-hmm. my pasta. Listen, here's, I really hope that if they were making out, it wasn't on a gondola. Those things are not clean. So I'm really hoping that that makeup sesh happened on a yacht. I think one of them was. Have you seen it? Like she's in a green dress and her ass is hanging out. Like good for you, boo. I, like I'm loving it. But like, you know, someone has like the other angle, right? Like the one that's catching you from behind. <laughs> You look right. chic. You look great. And you look she super looks happy and in she love. Looks, yeah, she just looks like this is where she's meant to be. Like this mm-hmm. is Kourtney Kardashian at her core, living her truth. And I'm here for it. I'm like, I I think they gelato boo-boo. I know. I think they look really, really happy. Um, I guess they kind of give like two shits and they're just like, I'm just going to live. We're just going to live our lives. And um, right. I think that, I think it's great. Being that Scott is not a stranger to public figure-ness and – 
I'm sure that Chris Jenner has had like a one-on-one with him. I'm just really shocked that this DM happened and he's dating somebody. Yeah. He's, he's in a relationship. What's her is name? Is it still um, Lisa, Lisa Renna's daughter? Yeah. I don't know her name, but she's yeah. absolutely. Well, I don't know if they're still dating because after this DM, would you, would you do it? <laughs> Fuck no. Um, do you think maybe something happened to him when he was like, I don't know, 24, because he can't seem to date anybody over that age. So I'm just curious, like, is he mentally stuck at 24? Cause you know, how, like they say, um, people that went through trauma or drug abusers or and it, like they are mentally stunted at the age in which the trauma happened. So yeah. I wonder if like, he's just mentally, like, that's just where he stopped growing. Was it like early twenties because his girlfriends, I mean, he dated Addison Ray. She was, I mean, she's young and she, she really had young. a, she's really young. I mean, I'm pretty sure she was only like 19 or 20 and maybe not even 20 when they dated. Like look that up. she baby. Yeah. Look that up. I, I want to make sure we're, we're giving you the hot gossip, well, but it doesn't even matter. Like how old is Addison Ray now? Why well, that's the, that's the main thing because yeah. Um, and she started posting she already TikTok. seems she more mentally mature than he is. Exactly why I think he might have been stunted. His emotional growth was stunted at a very young 20 age. Right now she's, um, she'll be 21 in October. Okay. So. Come on, man. Come on. I mean. I wonder, okay, well, let's see what year Scott Disick started dating Courtney. Oh, how old were they? Yeah, uh-huh. good question. And how, I'm curious, how long did they date before their first child? Because they were never married, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know that? No, they were so. never married. Has she ever been married? Uh, uh no. No, no okay. Been. Okay, just checking. I mean, I don't keep oh, up that much. Oh, but like, you're oh. about to. Oh, is this going to validate my point? Yeah, so Scott was 24 when Keeping Up with the Kardashians started filming. Mm. I mean, it's not a bad theory. No. I would give you an award for that theory. Well, thank you. You know what? I'm going to take that pat on the back right there. Yeah. I mean, it's not when they started dating, but Scott was 24 years old when the show began. He appeared as Courtney's much re- I don't know what that word is. Big word. Um, I guess not liked boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And they mostly hated him from the beginning. But they're like, can you get away from Scott? <sighs> See, I think now they, they all grew him. to love him. Yeah. I mean, he's he's definitely an acquired taste, I think. You know, but he brought a lot of great television to that show. A lot, a lot, of, lot great of great liners. Oh, so good. So great. So good. Um, you know. It's just something. Let's just for the future reference. Let's just be careful whose DMs we slide it into. You know, you can unsend them after a certain amount of time. But listen, oh, really? oh yeah, oh yeah. But I think it goes away after so long. So you need to like hop on that quick. <laughs> it's not like the Google email like yeah. that quick. But I mean, it's it's not. I mean, it just listen. You can unsend it, but if somebody's already snapped a screenshot of it, that lives ah. in the camera roll forever. Hmm. Yeah. Not and, that um, back. We live in this age, so yes, watch out. Watch, watch out. out. All right. What's our next topic? Um, did you have one? Because on I my list, have, I had. Well, a- I would have had one, but I was too wrapped up in watching the new He's All That movie on Netflix. Oh, you have did you seen watch it, it yet? No. 
I got 30 minutes into it. Okay. Listen. Speaking of Addison Ray, because isn't she the new? She's the star. She's, She's the, the star. star. She doing now, a good job. Okay, I, I'm just going to be my complete. I'm not a Siskel and Ebert kind of. Uh, or, oh God, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm bad. Yeah, I mean, you are dinging all over the place over here. I know. Okay, I just craziness over here on my phone. I'm like, and I can't silent my computer. So sorry. <laughs> I will get that finished by the time, um, or I get that figured out next time. So I, I if we can all remember the first yes. movie, she's Freddy all Prince that. Jr. Yes. Like Freddie so Prince Jr. Good. Gets broken up with by his super hot girlfriend on spring break. Um, it's like all over the high school. And then um, he comes back and he's like, that's okay. You know, whatever. I can make any, any girl into the most popular girl. And then he has a bet with a couple with another buddy. Uh, what's it? He did. He died. What's his name? Oh, forget. Um, and so in the end, the girl who's not so popular does turn popular and then Freddie Prince and her fall in love. Great movie. Is it an Emmy or is it an Oscar winner? No, but like, no, but it lives on. It was a great movie network. Right. And also I recall the entire movie in my 38 year old brain and haven't seen in probably 20 years. So let's just say now in the current movie in 2021, it's kind of the same thing. Um, Addison gets broken up with and actually she walks in, um, she's taking an Instagram live and she walks into her boyfriend's like bedroom or something like that. And he's cheating on her and it's like very public. And then she goes on to the same thing, like whatever I can make, you know, he's super popular. She's like, I can find anyone who's super popular. Okay. Takes in today's date, you know? Okay. And there's like some TikTok dances and stuff like that. Here's where I get it. We all know this wasn't going to be a masterpiece, but I didn't hate it. I just didn't like, it just didn't hit the way that the first one did. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think that that was like a Oscar movie, but I don't know. Well, yeah. I, I think mean, it was well, a little bit of a push, but this girl has a huge amount of influence. So hats off to Netflix for picking it up. It, we're not their demographic, you know, like we were the original demographic with the original, but like, we're not it right now. So, well, you know. Some of the vo- the voices are kind of dubbed over in some places. Like it's not the best made movie. I think like even like she's all that. It, yeah. <laughs> like I think they could have done a little bit of a better job. But I do think that she might have an acting. And like, listen, she has a song out. The song is in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I she's a great that. performer. I mean, I've yeah. I went down a little bit of a, a rabbit hole with her yesterday, and I was like. Okay. I mean, she's got a, her line is uh, a makeup line at Sephora. I was just there today and I was literally her face as I walked in. I'm like, does she know we're going to be talking about her later today? <laughs> it's like, she's got eyes. Okay. Addison's okay. eyes everywhere. Yeah. I mean, listen, she's doing her thing. And I don't, I mean, I don't hate that. I mean, she got famous on TikTok. Now she's got a movie. Now she's got a makeup line. Now she's making money. I mean, she's doing her thing. She's, she's making just doing songs. the damn thing. Right. Um, the you other just, thing, like, she is intriguing to watch, and it's not even, like, I know I've seen these dances a thousand times. I used to be on TikTok a lot, and TikTok's always, like, this enigma to me. Like, it, mm-hmm. it sucks you in, but the way that she connects with a camera is, you know, we talked about intriguing, um, like, Kylie Jenner last week. Like, Kylie mm-hmm. Jenner is something intriguing about the way she interacts with social media. I think Addison Ray is the same thing. Like, it's very intriguing the way that she kind of ropes you into her life in such a way that you do want to go buy her makeup. Right. You do want to go watch her movie as terrible as it is. Like you, you know. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, it's, I think I, I watched like a compilation video of like her first 20 TikToks and I was like, I get it. 
like she fits the algorithm, you know, like whatever the algorithm is that TikTok's like, hey, I think this is a face people will like. She's got that face. She's got the, you know, the long weavy hair and the, you know, the pouty lips and that doe eyed look. I mean, she's she's nailed the algorithm. Like that's that's it. Let's just call Spade Spade. Let her make her money. Let her do her thing. Let her do her thing. I hope but, that she uses her influence for good because I do think that that amount of influence should always um, benefit the world in some way. Mm-hmm. But who am I to judge? She's not even 21 yet. So let's she's see. She's got a lot of responsibility on those mm-hmm. very small shoulders. <laughs> this very small, delicate. Very group. delicate, not very broad. <laughs> mm-hmm. And okay. I think this is just marks what like social media it can do for you. It's, I mean... Gone are the days that we sought to be like doctors and lawyers. I think that now we're just like, I want to be an influencer. <laughs> I mean, but listen, I, I can't say that I blame these kids. I mean, they're like, listen, I can make money doing funny dances on the internet. Okay. I'm like, okay. listen, if that's the bar you want to set, great. I hope we still have kids that want to be doctors and lawyers. I'm going to be in big trouble in a couple of years, but Hey. Right, right. We'll see. We'll see. And if you guys don't know who we're talking about, by the way, we probably should have prefaced who yeah. Addison Wright is. Our bad. Okay. So basically, she was one of the one of the star breakout stars on TikTok. I think she might have the biggest following. Mm. And I'm not really sure. It keeps yeah. on interchanging between mm-hmm. her and um, Charlie, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. And she's from like Lafayette, Louisiana, mm-hmm. and she has just really broken out and done her own thing. She's been on late night talk shows. She's been on Ellen. She's been she's been everywhere, like basically promoting what she does, yeah, which and is making 15 second videos. Exactly. And it started out with dances and then it led into other things. And I'm like, OK, I mean, a lot of like the, a lot of the first ones she did with her mom. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll post the video that I saw. I mean, it, it'll take you like five minutes to get through, but there's like 20 different TikToks you can see. Um, some of them are with her little brother and, you know, some are funny, you know, some are with a friend. Like it's, I was surprised. I was like, how did this get picked up over everybody that, you know, was on TikTok in 2019, 2020? Um, I'm like, but this was the girl. Again, she met the algorithm. But know. also, like, the pandemic really brought this app out. Yeah. And and she really captured an audience, I think, during a very dark time. So yeah. hats off to her. Mm-hmm. Well done, kid. I like it. Well done. I like it. I like it. So moving forward, mm-hmm. we do have a little bit of a teaser for you guys. So next week, we're going – wait, is it next week? No. So I think it comes out September 10th. Yeah. So – one of the things that we've been really interested in, um, good and bad, is MLMs, which is multi-level marketing. And um, there has been a little bit of more of a stigma against it lately. A lot of truths, a lot of fallacies, or whatever you want to call them, too, have, have come out about many of these, um, these programs. Now, I think that Shane and I do have our own personal opinions about some of them, mm-hmm. um, being that we were part of one as well. And um, I think there's good and the bad as well. Sure. But there's a documentary coming out about Lou LaRue, which I didn't know what this was. I knew of the leggings. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Is that Lou LaRue? I think that's how you say it. That's how I say it. Uh, but again, I, that I only have a very limited um, encounter with this brand. So one of my daughters um, had a friend and her mom was a big 
seller in this company and they, uh, they moved. And when they moved, they gave the girls like a bunch of stuff, like a bunch of like shirts and leggings and whatnot. I'm going to say the leggings were very soft. I was like, wow, these are, it's impressively soft material. Um, but leggings, mm-hmm. they make kid leggings. They yeah. Were they make kids. They make, um, adults like, and like, it, it, they had like a, a partnership with Disney at some point because um, the leggings have like Kermit the Frog on them and Daffy Duck and uh, Maleficent. I mean, there's Mickey Mouse, like the whole gamut of Disney characters. And that's what my kids took. And I was like, wow, okay. Um, but that's really all I know about it. But I had seen a documentary about this company a while ago. Um, and it was shocking to me, the amount of like deception that goes on within the company. Um, you know, people who they, they would be sent boxes of leggings that were wet, that had rat feces everywhere, that had mold all over them. I mean, the documentary goes into like seeing like their corporate headquarters and how like there's just like pallets and pallets full of cardboard boxes that have clothing in it that are just outside, like wow. not in a warehouse, outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah holy cow. And those are getting shipped off to people. I mean, people are, you know, putting second mortgages on their home to buy complete um, wardrobe capsules so that they can sell and sell and sell. And it is a, uh, it's interesting. And I know that the, uh, there is a Netflix documentary that's coming out next week. I think September 10th is what we remember reading in this article, but it's on Amazon. Oh, Amazon. Sorry. Um, That uh, goes into in depth and they were, they're actually, um, speaking with the founders of the company, um, in this interview or in this documentary. So I'm very interested to follow up and to see like, what do they have to say? And uh, how is this business still in business? Because they are still in business to date. Which is crazy to me. Um, because at one point I do remember these leggings being all over Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I did never purchase them. Not that I wasn't, I mean, I, I just never did. Um, I knew it was really big with like the education, educator community. Um, I knew it was really big along like um, healthcare. A lot of those kind of fields really bought into these leggings because they wanted something fun that they could wear to work and mm-hmm. and that kind of thing or wear under their scrubs or, you know, whatever, however you wanted to wear it. It was very like just kitschy and relatable um, and it kind of spice up your wardrobe in a, in a fun environment. Um, I, I'm very surprised that they're still in business based on the negative reviews, the amount of people that started Facebook pages hating this brand. Yeah. Like as many people as were cheering this brand at one time, there were just as many that have come out. They're like this, this, this company needs to go under. They need to be, I mean, there's tons of lawsuits out I got about them now or for them now. So it's going to, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. I think it's going to open our eyes. I think so too. I mean, that's, that's the power of a documentary. They really do give you a new perspective or a new lens. And it is to me, do you think it's the person? Okay. What gives you the most validity in a documentary when you're watching it? You're like, I believe this because. Mm, Okay. I think the way that they tell the story and I think um, fact checking, like according, like people that cite where they're getting their information. um, And then also it's the people that they are interviewing that also like, I need a credible source. And I also need that person who's giving their opinion or if they're an expert in the field, like I need to know their credentials. Right. 
for some reason, I always believe Netflix. I don't know why. <laughs> I guess it's I like know. Oprah to me. I'm like, well, if Netflix says it. Right. Um, but I know that they, they, they do pick up like other things from other companies. So I do have to be a little bit more strategic and how I ingest that information from now on because I just thought they made everything they're like no like other companies make them and then they buy them yeah didn't know that Mm -hmm. so um, knowing that information I'm just going to be a little bit uh, picky but the one that really changed my world and I talk about this all the time that's why I have a very um, hardcore opinion about Michael Mm -hmm. Jackson is the Michael Jackson documentary I thought it was so well done Mm -hmm. it really changed the way that I look at child stars, um, how we treated child stars back in our youth, um, how we built them up, how we basically tore them down and, um, and how we are reluctant to believe sexual, um, abuse victims. So it's, it it just, it, it hit on so many layers. Um, and so that one just lives in my head rent free. And I, and I compare a lot of documentaries to that one because it had such a big impact on when I watched it. Couldn't sleep for weeks. I remember. Yeah. I remember you told me about that and how just disturbed you were and how you were like, I can't imagine. And like, you know, you're a a boy mom and you're like, absolutely not. Like, I mean, it was just, it hit you like a ton of bricks. And I was like, oh my God, this Mm -hmm. is, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And there's positive documentaries out there too. Oh yeah. You you love the Zac Efron one about the water or the, about, um, down to earth with Zac Efron. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you love all that. Mm -hmm. I did. The one that really, um, I really liked Game Changers. That was one about, um, it's a plant-based lifestyle and how like the strongest man in the world is a vegan. Like he's like, people are like, oh, you're strong as an ox. And they're like, what do ox eat? They don't eat meat. And I was like, dang. I mean, so that one had a lot of really great information um, about plants and the positive effects of plants and like, meat, but also they're not trying to paint meat in a bad picture, but they're really just trying to show you like the benefits of like your body designed to eat plants and what that looks like versus your body choosing to eat meat and like what that does to your body. I found that to be very fascinating. And a lot of these were, um, they followed athletes and I always find vegan athletes to be very interesting. Again, that sustainable lifestyle that you're like, wow, you can't, you can do it at a top elite level. Um, I know most people are like, well, where do you get your protein? And it's like, well, you know, there, there are other elements to eating than just protein. Like heavy protein is just more of an aesthetic than it is for actual body composition. Like your body doesn't need the immense amount of protein that we've been told, you know, by other multi-level marketings that we need them. Um, so it's just, it's interesting to me when you find you're like, wow, okay, got it. And, you know, again, if you, if you watch it, you'll see it and you're like, oh, this was just, you know, milk and dairy and meat is just a very big marketing campaign. They had a lot of money back in the day when limited um, sources of information were allowed. So like you, you know, you're getting it from newspapers and you're getting it from magazines, you're getting it from like four networks and that's it. So yeah, they had a pretty captivated off- audience. Government health books. Exactly. <laughs> issued. Exactly. <laughs> had a big, you know, a big say in that, probably the lobbying committee, you know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting when you see, you break it down, you're like, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. The, um, I forget what it's called and I don't think you've watched it yet, but um, it's Soleil Moonfry. She has a documentary. Oh my God. That one's so good. Have you seen that one yet? No. Oh. But I love real life um, behind the scenes 
yes. if someone else is capturing it because I think I mean you 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 can't not believe that right. like it is in front of your face yes 100 mm-hmm. so very, that's great um okay so I have a one final question we can we can end on this so I want to know this is a hot take okay right. what food do you hate that most people love oh, oh I've already said it a thousand times but um I'll come up with a new one if when I get a minute um cilantro I hate cilantro I think that most people like it, but it tastes like soap to me. Oh, you, yeah. But that's like your, that's your genetic composition. Like there's, you have, you're lacking an enzyme that that's why you taste soap. Oh, yeah. That's scientific. Yeah. Uh, Mine is cottage cheese. I fucking hate cottage cheese. I think it pairs well with the trash can. That's about it. I mean, it is curdled milk. It's disgusting. It's weird. I like it. People who just love it. But I, I like it. I like it with like tomatoes and stuff like that, like mixed into something, but I don't know if I love it. I don't know if I, I used to eat it by itself a lot, but I don't know if I could do that today. I think my, my taste buds have changed, but I do agree with you. That is weird. And I don't think a lot of people, do a lot of people like it? Yes. A lot of people love cottage cheese. I, mm. One thing I'm indifferent about, which is not popular is um, ice cream. I'm not a huge ice cream fan. Like it's very particular, the ones I like. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not jumping on the ice cream wagon every time. Like I'm like, nah, I'm okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, very just, rarely I, am I partaking in ice cream if the family goes out for ice cream. I'm like, yeah. I, just don't, I don't know it. why. I always regret it. That's I think that's why my stomach is torn to shreds. And I'm like, I don't know if it's worth it. Yeah, like it's- there's certain ice creams. I'm like, it is worth it, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just not a big fan. I want to think of other things. Yeah. Um. Oh, I got one. Okay, I got one. Like a basic white meat chicken breast. That you that you love or that you don't. I don't you like don't, it. You don't, don't like, like it. Eating okay. that. Like I would. There's probably. 8,000 things. There's not much I won't eat, but there's so many things I'm like, I just steer away from, but um, it's, I don't like just basic white chicken. Yeah, no, that's I'm like, um, dry. It's flavorless. I'm like, I don't get it. I don't it's understand. Rubbery. It's so it's chew. Rubbery. It takes you so long to chew it. It takes so long. Your jaw hurts. Jaw hurts. I don't like it. I don't like that I'm either. Like, um, I, I probably have a lot more. Yeah, and I well, know when I'm driving in the car later, I'm like, damn, I should have said that. Yeah, we'll post this on our stories because I'd, I'd love to hear like what are other foods out there that most people love that you're like, absolutely not. I do I not like that. Disgusting. Yeah. I mean, I know people are going to be like pizza and macaroni and cheese. Like, I wish I could say something like that, but again, yeah, I'm a raccoon. So I'm like, ah, I, I mean, listen, if you're like, ooh, bacon is disgusting, then okay, that's your hot take. Like, we get it. It just did you not get hugged enough as a child? Is that why you feel that way? Or, <laughs> you know, just, Oh, just here's my controversial. I would rather have sausage over bacon. Sausage Ugh. like patty. Over okay. Bacon. See, I, <laughs> back when I was eating meat, I liked a sausage link, not a patty. There's oh, something about sausage. both of those. I would have, rather have over bacon though. Isn't that weird? Oh no. I would definitely prefer bacon over sausage. Yeah. Oh. I don't, I would prefer sausage over bacon. Okay. See, we and some people out there like want breakfast ham over all of it, and I'm well, like, breakfast ham is delicious. But like here's a- over all of that. I don't know. Yeah, no. I mean, not over all of it, but I mean, a good slice of salty breast- breakfast ham, man. Whoa! I'm getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> 
Y'all didn't see it, but she kind of explained it. Really good. I'm kind of a little, getting a little warm over here. <laughs> All right. Before we let you go, do not forget to check out this week's episode with Danielle. Um, yes. We were a day late releasing that, but you know that's just because we're all over the place, but be sure to check it out. It's the episode before this, 162. She gives some great, great, great tips. I highly recommend um, Do Not Pass Go on that one. It is a good one. It's a good listen. I listened to it today, and um, I was like, oh, I forgot. I was there for it, and I forgot she said that. So um, I even applied these tips today. So you don't want to miss out on that. And um, if you're ever looking for more interviews, Shannon, how many interviews do we have banked? Uh, We have 162 episodes. So we've got – just roll the dice. What do you want? Just keep scrolling. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Get your scroll on. Your fingers scrolling. Everybody, get your scroll on. And while you're scrolling, be sure to hit the subscribe, hit the rate, like, review, all the things. I know we're giving you a laundry list to do, but it takes seconds and it really helps us out. So we love you. Thank you for being here. And Shannon? We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Thanks for sharing your time with us. Help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a review. If you love what you heard in today's episode, snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us.